and the lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California has received 216. After a tumultuous week, Republican Kevin McCarthy got just the votes he needed just after midnight last night to become the Speaker of the House, overcoming holdouts inside his own rank and file and floor tensions that made for some momentous moments uh, this past week for the history books. It took 15 votes to pull it off. President Biden's new policies to lower illegal border crossings are drawing criticism, some from his own party. The president announced that migrants and asylum seekers from Cuba, Haiti, and Nicaragua, in addition to Venezuela, will only be granted access if they've applied for legal entry. The actions we're announcing will make things better. Will make things better. But several Democrats and immigration advocates disagree and quickly condemn the announcement. That report from White House correspondent Greg Clugston. This is SRN News. Dawson Weber with his second interception. That may be the one to feel the deal to Frisco. Hey, Bison Nation. Rob Hibb here. North Dakota State football returns to the FCS National Championship in Frisco. Please join me, the Hall of Famer Phil Hansen, and our entire network broadcast team this Sunday as the Bison battle the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Game day coverage begins at 12 p.m. right here on the Pioneer Seeds Bison Radio Network. The Biz 1440, Twin Cities Business Radio. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. 
Lane. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. Um, that sound you heard of the uh, of the uh, swing of a golf club, um, that is the sound I will be making about this time next week. So, uh, best of next week uh, here on the King Banyan Show. We'll be back in two weeks uh, with with some fresh new content as we get ready for uh, fourth quarter GDP numbers coming up uh, at, at the end of the month. And then, of course, the Fed meeting, the FOMC meeting, will be on January 31st and February 1st. Uh, and, and so we will want to make sure that we um, cover all those topics toward the end of the month. But right now... We're still covering the uh, jobs report, which uh, in the first hour we sort of said, "Boy, you know, the survey data is beginning a little bit, a little bit more hinky uh, than it, than than I'm used to it being, and I'm not trying to put quite so much faith in it as I used to." But um, I will, I will say, um, we still do, we still have to use it. As, we need something to tell us what's going on in the economy you can sort of um you can sort of see that uh that, that that's there so we played um we played a little bit of lisa cook who said you know or steve lee's been reporting on lisa cook who was saying you know i don't really see a whole lot of change going on there the market as you know went up dramatically yesterday and its rise um coincided with Comments made both on uh, both on CNBC and on Bloomberg. I have the CNBC clip um, by Rafael Bostic, who is the president of the of the F, president of the Atlanta Federal Reserve at the American Economic Association meetings. When the meetings are in your district, the president of that Fed typically is there and will host a reception has hosted a reception i've been to a few um uh it's a chance it, it and even for even for um a young economist uh, in, in his 20s or 30s as i was many years ago you went to those receptions because you got a chance to talk to people like that and they're very open they're kind of fun i it's the first time i met ben bernanke who i've had the pleasure of actually talking with you know at not not like having an hour long conversation over a drink. I've never had that that pleasure. Uh, but he was at a dinner I was at, and he visited for five to ten minutes. I was department chair. This would have been when he was a governor. So I want to say this is like almost twenty years ago now. But uh, I've had that pleasure. These meetings are awesome opportunities to make those interactions. So Bostic is there. He's putting things on. He sits down with, with Steve Leesman from CNBC, who is at the meetings and doing real reporting. Um, and and it, so he interviews him and um, basically, basically gets out of him the fact that, uh, at least in southeast United States, where Bostic's uh, Fed is, Things are going pretty well. Let's let's play a little bit of this. We got about five cuts of him uh, speaking. Uh, let's play this cut four, please. So it doesn't really change my outlook at all. You know, I've been looking for the economy to continually slow from the strong position it was at in the summertime, and this is just the next step in that. You know, the question for me has always been like, how fast is it going to slow? And it's going incrementally. It's steady. 
is not super disruptive, but because of that, it really says to me, you know, we got to stay the course. Inflation is too high. We need to reduce those imbalances uh, so that it moves more rapidly toward our 2% target. Now, Bostic does not vote on FOMC, but he gets he goes to the meetings when they ask for people to give their views. The non-voting members are all there. And by the way, maybe I should take a second here. Maybe this is a good point to uh, do this review. FOMC consists of 12 of the 19 presidents and governors of the Fed. The voters are, the seven governors are always voting members of FOMC. They always have the majority. Um, And then the head of the New York Federal Reserve also is there. That's John Williams. Okay. And he's kind of a moderate. He's not real, or centrist. He's not really a dove. He's not really a hawk. He's kind of a middly sort of guy. And so the New York Fed president always has a vote. The other four chairs rotate among the other 11 presidents. And it's worth noting here that, and and I think sometimes people put too much stock in this, and I'm going to explain why in a moment, but people think of Bostic as being a little bit on the dovish side, not really, not not really wanting to push inflation too high. You hear a little bit of it in these clips that we're playing for you, okay? But Bostic is not a voting member, but the people but they change at the to, at the beginning of a of a calendar year. So leaving that leaving leaving the FOMC is Bull, James Bullard from the St. Louis Fed who's probably been been the leading hawk on inflation. I've got a clip of him coming up a little later. Loretta Mester at the Cleveland Fed, who is hawkish, hawk-adjacent, I guess. I would would not consider her really hawky, but she's a little hawky. Um, Esther George, who's now retiring uh, this coming year, uh, actually, she's supposed to be retiring at the end of the month, but they haven't named her replacement yet. Very hawk. Susan Collins, who is probably more of a centrist at the Boston Fed, and she's a, but we don't know much about her because she's relatively new. Um, coming in is Austin Goolsby, who's new as a head. He's now the, the the president of the Chicago Fed, just appointed. He gets a vote. He used to he used to work in the in the uh, Obama administration. He's likely to be a little bit on the dove side. Patrick Harker at the at the Philadelphia Fed, pretty center of the road. Lori Logan, we don't know a whole heck about Lori Logan. She's probably pretty centrist, but she's also she's a creature of the Fed. She's been around a long time. She's got a similar similar pedigree, I would say, to Esther George, which I. I, I I mean that as a compliment. I think Esther George is one of the best presidents that the Fed has had. Uh, and I, I think very highly of her. I think very highly, as you might guess, of Jim Bullard, because uh, I know I do know him. Um, and then the last one who's getting a vote is Neil Kashkari, which is really fascinating. As noted uh, by by a, a writer, uh, Eamon Sheridan, at, uh, 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 at uh, Forex Live, Neil Kashkari has been probably... The person changed the most in terms of his public statements between what we thought he was 18 months ago, which was very, very dovish, to now seeming to be more of a hawk. 
than before. So it's kind of like we're not really sure about this new FOMC. Bostic doesn't have a vote, but the four coming in are likely to be a little more dovish than than those going out. But let's return back to Bostic, who's just said, look, I think the economy's slowing, you know, just as we said, just as we it, just as we noted a little bit ago that uh, that, uh, pay, you know, payroll employment's down to 247,000 jobs per month over the last three months off of the six-month average of 307, the, 220, the 2022 average of 375. But, it's, you know, you could make a, a claim that maybe that's a soft landing. That's certainly possible. He continues with this. Cut number five. Our district, we're hearing that people are not fi- having a hard time finding jobs uh, and that employers are still, like, pressing to get more people to come to work for them because demand is still strong. It's stepped back a little bit from where we were in the summertime, but there's still a lot of tightness. So he is making the case, look, the job market's tight, and this sounds like a guy that's setting himself up to be a little a little bit on the hawkish side. He's sort of saying, look, the Fed's still got some work to do. We're, we still have inflation that's high. So in that sense, he's agreeing with, with Governor Cook, who we heard about in the, in, in the previous hour, saying, hey, look, and, you know, Core services inflation is still too high. Um, but he then says a couple of things that are super interesting. And I haven't focused on the piece that that everyone was focused on, which is where he says 25 versus 50. He's kind of saying right now, if you look at the data, maybe we go toward maybe he'd go to 25, which is fine, except he doesn't get to vote. So that's why I'm not emphasizing it. He doesn't have a vote. But what he does say I thought was super, that I thought was interesting was this, cut six. Cut number six. So, you know, we've heard through the entire episode, through this whole pandemic, that wages have not been the driver of inflation. It's really been on the demand side and not being able to meet demand. And when I talk to employers, they tell me, you know, we're setting wages uh, give with the expectation of where we think prices will be in the future. So wages are not driving uh, the dynamic right now, but it is definitely something we've got to keep an eye on because historically that's been an important driver. And I want to make sure we're on top of this so that if things change, we know about it as soon as possible. So, so two things there. First of all, it recognizes, as, as you should, that wages have not risen as fast as inflation has in the past. But what he says is, based on conversations that the Atlanta Fed is having with employers, they are focused on expected inflation rather than actual inflation. And expected inflation has been around 3% or, th- you know, 3 to 3.5%, and that kind of matches where wages are. So, so in terms of, in that sense, they feel like they're still okay. I don't think that's true in other Federal Reserve districts, but... He says that's true there as well. You know what? I'm going to save the what he says next uh, because this one gets the raised eyebrow from from a lot of people uh, it, 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 in terms of where does he think the economy is going next. Listen, you'll have to listen to this right after these messages. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. <laughs> 
sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Santa, Santa, something terrible is happening. Ho, 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 Rudolph, calm down. Tell me what's going on. I just overheard Mrs. Claus talking. Yes? She said that she's getting a new Santa. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Rudolph, I know all about it. Mrs. Claus is getting a new Santa Fe from Invergrove Hyundai. What's a Santa Fe? A Santa Fe is Hyundai's most advanced SUV. Jam-packed with safety and technology features. And its spacious five-passenger interior is like the Claus family room on wheels. Does this mean we won't have to take her in the sleigh to Pilates class every Tuesday? That's right. Ho, ho, ho. Every new Hyundai like the Santa Fe comes with America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. InvergroveHyundai.com. And they're reindeer recommended. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit my three quotes online. That's my three quotes. Welcome back, King Bing and Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today and hope you'll be listening tomorrow here on the Biz 1440 because uh, I... I, when I was a younger economist here at St. Cloud State, I used to go down to Hollenbeck pretty regularly to watch um, to watch basketball. Uh, I loved watching uh, the old uh, North Central College games, and that's back when North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, and South Dakota State used to be in the same conference with us for for basketball, and the basketball was fantastic uh, to watch. Those both those. Both those universities uh, went up to Division One, and, bo- and because they also have 
great football programs. I used to watch some of the football games here, but I didn't go to watch too much when North Dakota State or South Dakota State came to St. Cloud because I kind of knew we weren't going to beat them. And uh, and and sure enough, we frequently wouldn't. They're now in Division One, and they are playing each other for the for the FCS championship. It's the D one championship for the teams that don't go to the bowls. They actually do it the old fashioned way. They get there through a tournament. They're down in Frisco, Texas. They're going to be playing, and you're going to be able to listen to them here tomorrow uh, on on the Biz fourteen forty. Uh, pre-game starts at noon. Uh, you'll want to you'll want to check that out. It's pretty exciting stuff. And I don't know about you, that's Spencer. Uh, um, I know he's a sports fan. Uh, are you a fan of ever listening to a football game on a radio? Uh, every once in a while, if I'm driving yeah. and I know I'm stuck. Um, but uh, if not, then yeah, it's if I'm getting quick to my destination, then no. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I have to say some of my best time spent in a car has had on either football, baseball, football, or basketball. And I absolutely loved, love listening to uh, uh, football games while I'm driving on an interstate. Um, it's just, it, you know, so I almost want to arrange my weekends to be out and able to drive for an hour. You're right. You sort of need to be in the car long enough to do that. So if you're going to be in the car long enough tomorrow afternoon, or if you're going to be sitting in the garage um, uh, uh, or working on something in your, in, in your he shed or she shed even, she shed, I guess, um, why don't you flip the game on? Okay, pregame starts at noon. Uh, check it out. Um, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, we're, we are Team Bison and have always been here at Biz 1440. Go Bison. Let's win another championship. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven number to call with questions and comments. We've been playing uh, Raphael Bostic, who's the president of the Atlanta Fed. He was at at the American Economic Association meetings in Atlanta this year. Um, I won't do my long stories about what these meetings are like because I've done them before on the show. You can go listen to the you can go listen to the podcast from say a year or two or three years ago of thinking about what those what those meetings are like. They're a lot of fun, but you kind of want them to be in person, and they're and and so they are in person this year. Although the AEA uh, mandated masking, which uh, was uh, pretty annoying, and and it's one of the reasons why I know some people chose not to go. Um, and so the meetings are smaller this year than I think they should be. But set that aside. Uh, Bostic had just talked about the fact: hey, employment's been really strong down here in in the Atlanta region. Um, and I said it was in Atlanta. They're not in Atlanta. They're in New Orleans um, uh, this year. Uh, but that's also in that's also in uh, the, the Atlanta Feds district. Um, so they are they are. He said, and then he says, wages are not driving inflation right now. Businesses are actually raising wages based on what expected inflation is going to be, not really based on what's happened in the past which uh, means that real wages really have fallen, which might explain why some there's some tightness in labor supply. But then he says this, which kind of got, uh, got a pretty strong reaction from Leesman. You won't hear the reaction, but we'll play it in two different clips, and I'll set, this, I'll set up what he said between these two. Let's play first, cut number seven. Well, I think inflation is going, uh, that unemployment is going to rise a, a little bit. You know, 
Uh, we have to do our summary of economic projections, submissions. Mm -hmm. In my submission for this year, uh, I have inflation moving from, unemployment moving from about 3.7% to 4%. So a slight increase, but not huge numbers. And I think it's just going to be the byproduct of, of the economy slowing down. At some point, we will absorb all of those excess jobs, and the slowdown will take in some of the jobs that are currently out there. But 4%, right? And, and this gets a reaction because everyone's like, well, the Fed has been forecasting a number that made you think that inflation is going to be out there. And Bostick's basically saying no. And so Leisman's like, hey, are you actually saying that you don't – 4%? So that doesn't sound like a recession to me. What are you actually saying here? He responds back to Leisman's question, Raphael Bostick, cut number eight. That's not uh, recession is not my baseline projection, and you know I, as we see today, there's still a lot of momentum in the economy. There's a lot of energy that can absorb the the, the more restrictive policy stance that we have, and so I'm not really expecting there to be a recession. Uh, and if there is one, it will. I'm, I'm my sources are telling me it will likely be short and shallow. That was the surprise to me. Okay, and I am stunned that people didn't say, didn't work through the then what after that. Because the then what, the then what, if you think the unemployment rate's only going to go to 4% through the year, what are you going to, what is he writing down as his expectation for the December 2023 Fed funds rate? Right. As I mentioned in the previous hour of the show, right now, the market, the 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 the, uh, the market from the uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange, which has the the Fed funds rate futures contract is pricing is pricing for the Fed meeting a seventy five point seven percent probability for a twenty five basis point increase and a twenty four point three percent probability for a 50 basis point increase. I think there's still room for them to do 50. I'm still con thinking that that there's going to be some chatter in the next week or so where people are going to keep 50 on the table, even though Bostic says not 50, says, says he leans a little more toward, leans a little bit more toward 25 than 50 at this time, which is what everybody reacted to. Here's my advice to you. Pay attention to what to what's going on with the Fed Funds Futures Market for future for future FOMC meetings rather than the one that's coming up next. If I roll out to the March futures, it's it's a two thirds probability that you'll get to the four seventy five to five, but there's a twenty percent chance that at that meeting we would be at twenty percent. Okay, if you really believe that that the economy is only going to go to four percent inflate four percent unemployment, unless you think inflation's coming off relatively quickly, I don't. Unless you think it's coming off relatively quickly, then you would have to believe that that we might you've got the Fed has permission to go past the five percent. And I think that's going to that's going to show up there. But they're only projecting that that there for that. 
And then when you go to the May 3rd meeting, the probabilities are greater. 37% probability on being at five to five and a quarter and a smallish 7.4% chance that you could even get to the five and a quarter to five and a half, which is where we bring in James Bullard. Bullard was giving a speech Thursday to chartered financial analysts at at a dinner for for the region their regional meeting in St. Louis. And so and Bullard gets up and gives a talk. Now we played a bunch of clips from a talk he gave back in November in Louisville where he rolled out a model in which he said and and I should remind people Jim Bullard worked in the research office of the St. Louis Fed long before he became president. He is trained as a macroeconomist. He has a has a pedigree of being of doing a lot of his own statistical analysis. I don't know that he relies a whole lot on his on his staff to independently bring him things versus him still kind of sort of directing stuff. And remember, his research person that replaced him as the head of research, Chris Waller, is now a governor at the Fed and is probably just as hawkish as Bullard is. So Bullard gets in front of this group and says, hey, I've been working. I rolled out this model in, in November. I've updated my data. And here's what I'm thinking right now. Let's play cut number 11. Now, uh, is the policy rate at the right level? Um, the committee stated in uh, in our statement that we wanted to get to a level of the policy rate that was sufficiently restrictive. That's the wording that we used. And I put some color commentary on this by giving a speech on this uh, in November called Getting Into the Zone. I'm not going to review the elements of that speech here, but I am going to show you the killer chart from that speech. Um, uh, because uh, it does give you some idea of how to think about where the level of the policy rate is right now compared to uh, where it should be, at least according to this calculation. And it's not in the zone yet, but it's quite a bit closer than we have been uh, over the last year or so. And uh, so we're getting closer to sufficiently restrictive Um but more importantly, I think it shows that uh, it looks like we're going to catch up and actually be in the right place with the policy rate in the zone that is sufficiently restrictive during 2023. So at the break, I'm going to show you the quote unquote killer chart uh, on Twitter. I can't obviously I can't show it to you on radio. It's one of these jokes that uh, the station likes to make of, of, of the show is is. King shows you charts you can't see on radio. Well, if you have Twitter, you can, and and, and you know. And my hope is Twitter, Twitter lives a good long life because I rely on it to show you charts. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, just use the hashtag pound KBRS to find it. But that chart, which uh, I think is here, uh, is that is that uh, puts that Fed funds target rate right at the five percent that that's where he thinks we are headed um, in terms of in, in terms of where where we're going. And he says we're going to get to the place uh, where, at least in terms of the Taylor rule, we kind of sort of ought to be. And he's updated these these data. And 
and says, hey, if you look at where we're supposed to be in the median projection for um, median projection for the Fed funds rate for 23, it's at five and five to five and a quarter. And he says that's kind of in the right zone that we kind of need to be. And so if I listen to the combination of Cook, Bostic, and Bullard, all of only Cook has a vote, but all three of whom are are speaking in the last forty eight hours, none of them seem to be saying that the rate should be going below five percent. I still think that they're all leaning toward the above five. And I think the markets are sort of learning this and it's just a matter of what's the path. Are we going to get there in three twenty fives? Are we going to get a twenty five fifty, a fifty then twenty five, or something like that? I still think fifty then twenty five is on the table. Okay, and I think there's still data to come, and that's why the CPI report will matter a lot. I need to take a break here. I'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Numbness, tingling, weakness, pain in the legs and feet, loss of balance. If you are suffering with neuropathy, we've got a natural solution for you. Hey, it's Dr. Kim Tran with Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic located in Ridgefield off 494 and 35W. We're here to provide you with another solution outside of those medication shots and surgeries that you've already tried. Like many of my patients, you're probably still suffering, if not even more. If this is crippling your life, where you can no longer go out and spend time with your friends or family, or if you worry about whether you can even walk around your neighborhood, call us now to figure out what we can do differently for you. We take a holistic approach to all aspects of what's going on with your body and your health in order to reverse your neuropathy naturally. Stop suffering and call us today at 612-545-5672 or just go to drkimtran.com. That's drkimtran.com. Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors. That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center. RWC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RWC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. 
We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life. Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make a difference. rwcinfo.org. Keep my nose on the grindstone, work hard every day. I might get a little tired on the weekend. After I draw my pay, I'll go back working. Come on. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Ah, Spencer's getting the hang of this. Get those get those songs with uh, work themes on uh, Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and, and by the way, Spencer, great compliments on the 930 bumper from... Uh, from one of our listeners uh, who said it was uh, listening to the same artist while in a sauna last night. Okay, I'm jealous. I wish I was in a sauna last night. Dang cold out, I thought. 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477. So I'm going to transition here. Unless unless you call with questions or comments, I'm going to transition away from talking about the Fed. Okay, we'll have the meeting at the end of the month. There's two pieces of data that are probably, there's going to be some other labor market data. The Atlanta Fed will do another another print. Um, I am unclear if the quarterly census of economic and wages for Q3 will be out. I don't know that, I don't know how much they, stock they put in, but there's also the employment cost index. And they will, that number will be out not this coming week, but the week after. That will clearly figure into their into their uh, uh, conversation at the meeting at the end of the month. Um, but uh, but I think you know when we come back and talk to you not next week because we're off next week but in two weeks um, when we come back to talk to you I think it'll be very much clearer and I'm going to be going back to these uh, to these Fed funds futures probabilities to see. Have they talked people to, away from 25, or are they have they decided what they want to do is maybe have the optionality of stopping at 50, and so they might do 25 and 25, and they'll do a third 25 in May if they think, or in June even, if they think that's appropriate. Um, and I think that's going to depend on what that's going to depend really on what happens in labor markets, and I think if. Bostic's right about the labor market. That's okay. And meaning that the recession that that the recession he foresees comes to pass, it's short, it's shallow. They they might then make a third move up to that five and a quarter to five to five and a quarter sometime later in the spring, rather than doing a fifty and twenty five or a twenty five. I don't think they would do. T- I don't think they would do 25 than 50 unless unless there was something bad that happened in the market at the, at that time. Um anyway, let me take a few minutes at the end of this hour since it's the first show of 2023 to talk about a couple of what I see as being major themes that will arise in this period in, in over this period. And in saying this, I'm only I'm only touching on the speaker debate, which just I mean, I could not meet other people without them going. Can you believe what's happening in D.C.? Okay, I'm a former state legislator. Yeah, I can believe that happened. 
I could imagine my. I mean, could I imagine myself being in the in the holdout group? Yeah, there are reasons why you might choose to fight your speaker. There are even reasons. There are even reasons that were given by this group, things that they wanted to get in the negotiation that I looked at and said, well, I'm not sure that's a bad idea. I mean, I'm being told these are just unreasonable, horrible people, but to to break apart omnibus bills, as a goal, I think that's great. As a As a thing you can do right now, it's probably a bad idea, but it's only a bad idea because of how dysfunctional Congress is. If you focus on the existence of ominous bills to say there's something broken here and we should work on fixing it to have the goal of getting rid of omnibus bills, I'm 100% there. Okay? And there are other examples, too. I'm not a politics show. I don't want to really get into that. Here's the only part that matters for me. At some point in the next few months, in probably six to eight months, we're going to hit the debt limit. And I can cavil about, about why there shouldn't be a debt limit. Why, if you pass a budget, you've implied the debt numbers that come with it, and you shouldn't have to go through this separate process. It is a cynical thing. I hate it. However, it is the world we live in, and it's not going to go away. Deciding to deciding to not give permission to Treasury to issue debt to cover the budget that you passed, just passed, late last month, is really, really stupid, but it's something that you could imagine them doing. And I'm more worried about us having a, a debt limit cliff and the potential closing of some government services in 23 than I was even two weeks ago. I think that will be a point of conversation, and I do think it's going to be, of co- and of course, it will be, you know, people will say, well, it's the Republicans' fault, the Republicans can't do this or that. And it's like, no, it's Congress's fault. It's not the Republicans, it's not the Democrats, it's the institution. The institution... Which is, which is co-owned by both parties, and I'm not just talking about who has gavels, but just in a broader sense, the, the institution which is, which is the product of and populated by two political parties fails to do its very basic functions. And as an economist, not talking about the politics, we're just talking about the economics of it, that has some serious consequences to cause a sharp spike in interest rates, which I don't think will be fatal to, you know, my for, a forecast of a shallow recession. But the point is this. Our system of government, excuse me, our financial system depends on having an active, liquid, stable market for what are considered riskless assets or nearly riskless assets. If you decide, you know, well, you know, 
It's only riskless because my pocket is being picked to pay for those bonds, okay, through higher taxes or less services or, 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 or something else. If you decide that, 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 you don't, that you don't want to pay for that anymore, okay, but one of the consequences of making that choice is you've introduced increased instability in financial markets because financial markets are operated by human beings who use models that assume there's something out there called the riskless rate, the rate of interest on a on a bond that on a bond or some security, which they know they could convert into any other security in a highly liquid financial market. If you can't trade U.S. Treasury securities because of, of a debt ceiling fight, or or you have trouble finding buyers of them. The implications are substantial for the U.S. They can be calamitous to lots of other countries out there. And do we need more, more instability in, in, the, in the global geopolitical system right now? Or do we need less? How about you? Yesterday, of course, for, for many people uh, uh, who are orthodox, more, many people... Uh, celebrate Christmas. I was sending Christmas messages to my to my family members who live in Armenia yesterday, um, and I'm re- I reminded myself, of course, that there's still war and fighting happening in Ukraine, and and our dinner table last night was a, was a prayer for peace, for peace in Ukraine. Okay. Clearly, there are people trying to make our markets unstable, okay? Uh, including, you know, oil, energy embargoes as being, as being a trigger, but also triggering from, from even attacks on our financial system from, from North Korea and China. Why in that world would we introduce this greater instability by having a fight over the debt limit? It seems short-sighted to me. You'll get a nice win, a little boost, okay, and then and then you'll suffer some serious consequences down the road when people just stop using the U.S. currency as the reserve currency. And trust me, we earn a lot of revenue from that. Okay, I think people underestimate how much how much benefit the United States receives from being the world's reserve currency. You probably shouldn't screw with it, but in tw- in twenty twenty three. I think that question will continue, okay, and, and, and there's a risk that's out there. But I want to talk about one more thing after the break that I think is even a bigger story for 2023 that isn't being told well yet, although it is showing up at least in a couple of publications. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation free evaluation. 
We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marian Koharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Pro-Life Across America. C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Brighten someone's day with the free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. King Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you so much for listening today. Happy New Year to you uh, here on the first Saturday of 2023. Um, glad to be with you. Uh, 651-289-4477. If you have some last-minute questions and comments, just a few minutes left in the show today. Um, what do I think is this number one thing? Well, I was blown away by a graph, and I retweeted it using our hashtag PoundKBRS this morning. Um, that that I just thought was um, that I just thought was was really interesting, and the graph was in the Economist um, to show us a very historic moment um, that was happening in um, in in uh, the world. People who long listen to my show know know that I'm a big believer in the power of demographics. That demographics drive a lot of things that are long-term but also slow, right? They go, they, they, okay, because birth rates change, populations change relatively slowly. 
But demographics are also something that are easy, kind of a little bit easier to count. If you want to know how many 17-year-olds there will be next year, you count up the number of 16-year-olds there are this year. You make some adjustments at the margins for births, for deaths, and in-migration, net in my net in migration, and you got an answer. Um, the graph was of of the population of population in China and in India. And as Scott Sumner notes on his blog, The Money Illusion, um, for the first time in many centuries, India's population in 2023 is expected to exceed that of China. In addition. China's population will begin declining in 2023. Okay, their one-child policies have been an important factor in that. Um, birth rates in China, in Asia, generally speaking, as as uh, Scott notes, have been falling fairly rapidly. Um, uh, you know, uh, but. Um, Across East Asia, not not just China, but China was sort of the first. And as you look at their population numbers, the number of people over age sixty five as a share of their uh, share of their population grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Whereas that doesn't it does kind of sort of happen in India. And India will probably peak in another 25 to 30 years, and its population will begin to decline. And it could, those forecasts could be off, it could decline sooner. But my point is this, I, and this is, my, this is one of my major forecasts for 2023. The story of demography is going to be a bigger story in 23 than we're used to. You're going to see numerous significant publications. There are a few out there already, but there will be additional publications that discuss the the decline in birth rates around the world. We see focus on, you know, there's short-term movements in in where people are living, where people are working, the number of people leaving Minnesota, for example, to go to Florida, and somehow that's because Florida is better governed, has lower tax rates than Minnesota does. I hear those stories, and I have some sympathy to those stories. I, I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong. What I am, what I'm saying is they're, they're not really the thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about about the rate at which we, we form families. And there's a piece, I will tweet this, I have not tweeted this to you yet, um, but uh, but a wonderful piece at uh, a blog called Law and Liberty by Lyman Stone, um, who, has, who, who writes at, at, at great length about the difference between how many kids people say they want to have and, uh, you know, People in their twenties and thirties, women and men, and the number of people they actually, the number of children they actually do have, and you can talk about. And the problem is there are multiple reasons why this might be true: delays in getting married, choosing not to get married, delays in getting through college, 
for those who decide they go to college, the debt that they get from college, the inability to buy housing, okay, and so forth. But there is simply we we simply we just see though. After all, I'm going to read one one sentence from Stone's essay. People generally desire children, often very deeply. We know empirically that fertility does rise when economic and policy support for childbearing indicated, indicated, but indicating not just a stated but a revealed preference. Most people want to get married, but fewer people are getting married, and more of them are getting married later than they would have liked. This is demographic decline. And so I'm. So when people tell me I'm really worried about democracy, I tell them I'm actually worried about demography. And they look at me strangely, and I say, "No, I am. I'm very concerned about 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 the rate at which we are forming families, at the rate at which we are we are creating children. We're talking about we're talking about how many people live on the planet and the continuation of us as a species. Okay." To me, that matters a whole heck of a lot more than who's going to be the Speaker of the House in 2023. I hope you agree. And I think that is going to be a major story in 23. I want to thank you for listening today. Thank you, Spencer, for the production there. And I will be talking with you two weeks from today here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. I always thought that tires would be more expensive at a dealership, but Invergrove Hyundai proved me wrong. Hi, it's Mike from Rosemont. I knew I needed a new set of tires before winter. My go-to is usually my warehouse club because, hey, they're a warehouse club, right? They have to have the best deal. I bought two cars at Invergrove Hyundai, and they're great to work with, so I thought I'd just see what they had to offer. I told Tyler what I usually spend and asked if he had a good set of tires in that price range. He gave me a great quote, and it was a few bucks under my limit on a set of four tires. Plus, he got me in and out in an hour. If you need tires, skip the specialty shop and the warehouse clubs and give Invergrove Hyundai a call. Let them know what you need, and they'll take care of you like they did for me. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women 
from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member and of... And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AF Reserve. Bears, polls, and even black